Thanks for joining us on Fresh Faith. We're excited to bring you a special season of the podcast. Ron and former Pittsburgh Steeler Tunch Ogan have worked alongside one another for years. You may remember Tunch on some previous episodes of the podcast. A while back, they teamed up to do a special series on the Journey Radio called Biblical Manhood. This series has been one of the most well-received series, and so we knew we just had to bring it to you on the podcast. There are hidden aspects to sinful pride. They lurk around the edges of our lives, concealing the arrogance that we condemn in others. Do you want to see what they look like? Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Fresh Faith. Today, Ron Moore and Tudge Oaken turn on the light of God's word so that in the seeing, we can expose the attitudes of darkness in our soul. I want to thank you for joining us today on the journey. We're involved in a series focusing on the real issues for real men. Joining me to discuss these issues is Tunch Elkin, pastor of men's ministry at the Bible Chapel, a sought-after speaker around the country. Tunch, you played football 14 seasons, 13 with the Steelers, a year with the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk today about pride. Now, when I think about pride, here you are. You're a football player, all-pro Never invited me to go with you to, to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, I'm a little bitter about that. We couldn't that, afford to take anybody to Hawaii when, when, when I was making what I was making. Today, they could. you could they take could your own family. Okay, yeah, well, you know. too bad Too bad yeah, for us you didn't play. That's right. You're at the top of your game. Right. Uh, you're a stealer. Everyone in Pittsburgh, I mean, they know who you are. You walk into a restaurant, there's Tunch Hilker. Right. How do you deal with the pride issue? Yeah, you know, Chuck Noll, my old head coach, used to say, if you fall in love with your own clippings, he said, you're in for a big fall. And I think that was a great message for me. And one of the things that I thought was very helpful to me, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when we see pride really act out, it is very unattractive. And yet when we see humility, we are very attracted to that. And I want to say that early in my football career, I saw humility modeled. And believe me, that doesn't mean that I didn't have pride or that I wasn't struggling with pride. I just knew that it was inappropriate to show pride. So uh, you start working on hiding that. And it is something because where is integrity in what you do end and pride begin? Mm. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, I'm not prideful. But during my career, I worked really hard and I wanted to be the best and I wanted to be the best offensive tackle that I could be. I'd never told anybody back then. I'd go, oh, no, the Pro Bowl's not important. Well, but that was a lie. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it was, uh, it was important. And so there was this constant battle that we deal with as competitors of doing a job well and of working hard. And it was like the lurking monster in the back of my mind. Because although I could fool you, and uh, well, maybe I couldn't, but uh, I could. I could try. I, I could, knew you were very. You knew I was an egomaniac, <laughs> but I could hear those voices. I could sense the pride well up in me. Say if someone talked about another offensive tackles in my brain, outwardly I'd say, "Oh yeah, he's a great player." In my brain, I go, "I'm better than him." Yeah. You know that pride was a constant battle because let's face it, we celebrate success. We absolutely celebrate success, and that is one of the driving forces of why we want to be good at whatever it is we do. I don't care if you're an executive. I don't care if you're a mechanic. I don't care what you do. You want to be the best at what you do. But I think what started happening to me is as I started 
reading the word and I started growing in Christ, I realized that there was a part of me that really wasn't humble. As much as I threw that out there, the humility out there, I knew that there was this beast lurking within me that I needed to be careful of and not let out. Now, that makes me sound kind of evil, doesn't it? But <laughs> the, the beast, I'm a, the beast lurking uh, the beast. within. Well, you know, when you speak, you always speak so poetically. I thought I would throw something that was kind of the beast, the beast. that lurks with it. It sure sounded good, didn't it? C.S. Lewis-ish. Yeah, is that right. I was kind of, you know, I'm, someone's going, see a werewolf? Uh, so there's a struggle going on within each of us, right? The beast that lurks with it. The beast that lurks with it. That's going to be a sermon series. You watch. That's going to be a sermon series coming up. The beast that lurks with it. So we know we're not perfect. Unless we're arguing our case, we're sure the other person is wrong. Right, 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 right. We know we're not perfect until we need to forgive someone. Mm. And then why should we forgive? I love C.S. Lewis. He said, forgiveness is a lovely idea until you have to actually do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We know we can't always be right. Right. Except when we feel like we're always right right we know we have some flaws until someone else points them out right and then we respond like who do you think you are because okay you saw that flaw in me well let me tell you the 10 that you have in you pride shows up in so many different ways now there's some people and we know them. i mean they're just arrogant and they're pompous and you can spot from a mile away and it's ugly Mm -hmm. but let's talk about some ways that the beast that lurks within some right. of those things you like that, that don't I you like you're that. going to that, yeah, that that's, go. that's um, some things that we might not see right off the bat is pride but they really are mm-hmm. defensiveness yeah. you know some people will never back down even when the facts are piled high against them they are not wrong they are defensive yeah and it's easy to be you know especially if it's something that you've worked at and it hasn't turned out the way you thought and people have brought that to your attention there is this kind of like, wait a second, you don't understand. Somehow we equate the rightness of what we're doing based on how much effort we've put into it, Mm -hmm. even if it is wrong. And I think it's easy to become defensive in that way. And who are you to tell me? Who are you to point that out? Envy. Why don't I have what that person has? You know, I deserve it as much as they do. I tell you, this is something I struggle with even in ministry. You know, you, you pick up a leadership magazine and here's a church that they're on the cover and right. all these things are going on or some guy writes a book and you say, are you kidding me? I could have done a better job writing this book. I deserve it as much as they do. Right. Envy is that thing that we always want what the other person has. Right. You know, I do a uh, NFL talk show every day here in Pittsburgh from 10 to 12 with my good buddy Craig Wolfley. And you know where that real pride comes out is when the ratings come out. And if our ratings aren't what I thought they should be, and you look at your competitor and you go, well, wait a second, we do a better show than those guys. Yeah, it's easy to fall in that track. That pride comes out. Hey, we're doing a great job. Instead of just saying, hey, look, we did our best, and maybe we're really not the best show in town. (laughs) Maybe we're really not the best show between (laughs) 10 and 12. With social media, you got a whole other set of things. Right. How many people are following you on Twitter? <laughs> Luckily, I don't got to worry yeah. about that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not twitting, that's for sure. <laughs> you, will, you will never twit. No, I can no, promise no. you that. I, you, know, you might I, tweet, yeah, but you'll never, never twit. Never <laughs> so, uh, Facebook. Right. Facebook friends. So social media adds another dimension of possibility for envy. Okay, here's one. Materialism. Right. Often pride is that tangible thing. It's the car I drive. Mm-hmm. It's the shoes I wear, it's the house I live in, it's, you know, whatever. The self-identity, we talked about identity, a man and his identity in an earlier segment. It can be tied up in where you live and what you drive. 
cars and houses. That seems yeah. to be one of those uh, areas. And, and then toys. I had a buddy of mine who used to have a T-shirt, he who dies with the most toys wins. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had great toys. And, you know, he had wave runners and a houseboat and, and three-wheelers and dirt bikes. And I, I really liked hanging out with him. But he was actually a, a good friend. But it was a status symbol. Uh, and so we can really uh, get tied up in that. A lot of guys get off on very cool cars, whether it's a foreign sports car or a hopped-up American-made car. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny in the NFL. I've been noticing that. Over the last few years, just hanging out with uh, with the guys and doing my radio show and TV shows, the classic cars, the muscle cars of your day and my day, they are big. These guys Is have right? uh, a 68 Chevelle SS, uh, Cutlass 442. All these kind of cars have come back, and and then that becomes kind of a, you know a, the, an area of competition with these guys. Yeah. Who's got the the cool hot muscle car of the 60s and the 70s? Yeah. Well, I used to be into cars, but then I found out you couldn't have sex with a car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you, you brought that on. Okay, so we have to. Well, all right, so here's that. Let, let me explain it. All right, so I'm doing a thing. I'm teaching on a Wednesday night through, uh, uh, through every man's battle. And uh, one of the guys comes in, and I'm talking about how bouncing your eyes is important, how you, you know, that really as men, as husbands, that we should not even look at another woman, at an attractive woman. We should just, as soon as we see him, turn away. And, a guy, and one of the guys in my class comes up and says to me, Touch, now tell me, what is the, di I mean, aren't you a little obsessive about this? Aren't you a little legalistic about this? And he goes, really, what's the difference between me looking at a beautiful car and admiring it and looking at a beautiful woman and admiring her? And, I, and the first thing that came to my mind, I said, well, you can't have sex with a car. <laughs> uh, and, and what my point was before this guy, my co-host here has been busting on me uh, ever since I said that is, that it is a short sequence of thoughts that goes from looking at a beautiful woman to uh, what you might be doing, to fantasy, all right? Yeah, so well, if you can bust my chat, you better at least explain it at least. Glad you explained Look it. People are gonna go, hey, who was that guy that was on with Ron? What a weird guy he is. We recorded that yesterday, and I got up this morning to engage in my addiction That's of right. running, and the first thing I thought about, you can't yeah, have yeah. sex with a car. Yeah, that was a, a very profound, <laughs> Yeah, that's going to show up in a sermon, too, I think, at some point. The beast within. <laughs> the beast within. Oh, you're killing me. Okay, okay, pride, position. What's the first question men always ask each other? Or, you know what, this is a tough one. Even when I try not to. You do it. Down the line, you say, you know, what, what do you do for a living? Well, okay, now, so I, I, I think that's a great point because sometimes you do it I think sometimes you, you run out of things to say, so what do you do? You know, I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not always about that. Unless when whatever they say, you say, oh, that's pretty cool, or, well, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a little better than you are because my job seems a little Well, I always feel that. inferior because I know you do TV and radio when you have no <laughs> other marketable skills, you know? So I go, hey, what do you do? I am do TV and radio. <laughs> but it's kind of funny you say that. I mean, you know, just once again, I'm, I'm going to use the uh, – um, uh, the football environment that, uh, you know, Super Bowls and Pro Bowls uh, have a huge effect on the hierarchy. Uh, you know, like when you go to the Pro Bowl, uh, there's ob there's this kind of this thing going on, uh, and guys that have been to the most Pro Bowls, there's, a, I, I want to say there's a, a status that comes with it. And I, I don't think all guys take advantage of it. You know, some guys are pretty humble about it, but then some guys do. And so uh, it's kind of very interesting to see the, that play out in that environment. So even even at that high level of right. uh, professionalism in sport, 
the, there's always another. There's, there's another one. elitism. There, there, there is the next level. You know, there's this elitism. You know, uh, you're in the NFL, and then then there's this next level of elitism uh, when you're at the Pro Bowl, and then there's this how many Pro Bowls have you been? And then you retire, and some girl says, "Who did you used to be?" Yeah. Well, when they ask, she asks you for your autograph. <laughs> why? Why did they have you sign autographs? Then why are you signing autographs? <laughs> Here's one that I see in church, and this is a subtle one, but th this is really pride. Uh, people will say, you know what? I serve in this ministry. No one, e no one ever sees me. You know, no one, no one really serves like me. I work behind the scenes. You know, those guys, they're up front. They get all the, they get all the back slaps when it's over with. But, you know, my service is just to the Lord, and no one, no one puts the amount of time I do into it and all the energy I do. No one serves like me. No, you know what? The, the pride is a danger within the church, and there are so many opportunities to do that. And one of the things that that I that I really want to be careful of is because because we are up front and we do teach and we do lead, and my emotion wants those attaboys, but that there's this part of my there's this other part of my brain that doesn't want the attaboys. Who and and that I almost you know I I. Um, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because I still crave that, right? Mm -hmm. So, I, so you know, I was talking to my leadership team, and uh, we had a new guy to our leadership team, and he was very affirming. And I said, I said, you know, buddy, don't, I don't want, don't do that to me because I'll, 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 I, I, I crave that anyways. I don't want to crave it. I don't like that about myself. I, I wish I didn't have it. And he said, well, what should I say if, uh, uh, if you, you know, if you share a good message? I said, how about you, you didn't stink. And so that's kind of now part of our love language is when someone does say, hey, man, you didn't stink. And so, uh, so it's been a, 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 a really interesting um, kind of way that we relate to one another. It is amazing how insidious pride is yeah. because even when we're serving the Lord, it can become a huge issue in our hearts. I, uh, I think I told this story in another segment, but uh, I'll repeat it because yeah. never, never stopped me before <laughs> repeating it. Yeah, a good illustration is a good illustration. <laughs> Um, I, I, I read the story about um, Ironside. He was a pastor uh, in Chicago, and he was having trouble with, with pride mm -hmm. and humility. And so he thought, okay, what's the most humbling thing I can do? So in that day, uh, people would wear sandwich boards over them to, to advertise things, and, and they would walk out on the streets of Chicago advertising things. So he said, okay, that, I can't think of anything more humbling than that. So he put a sandwich board on. He walked around downtown Chicago advertising church services. And uh, he, he, he wrote later that he worked for a while, and then he became very proud that he was willing to be so humble. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the insidious nature. Of, uh, it, of pride. It, and it's really interesting that, um, and we need to make sure that we don't have this kind of this false sense of humility, because just because I owe shucks it, if somebody says that, that we're really not proud. You know, I, I'm not letting anyone know that. That's garbage. You, you, you know your heart, you know, and, and, uh, and, and when feelings of pride well up inside you, it, it's not like I don't know that it exists. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, uh, you know, that's why I said it's kind of the beast within, because I'm, 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 I'm constantly battling. I don't, I don't want to think that way. I don't want to be that way. I, I would love to be free from that. Yeah, so, yeah, to go back and say uh, very out front, the pride exists in us. Oh, yeah. It's oh. how we deal with it. Right, right. That is the spiritual battle. Yeah. First John says, you know, lust of the eye, mm -hmm. the uh, lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life mm -hmm. is not from God, but from the world. Right. Uh, you know, we can talk about all the, uh, you know, full-out pride and then the envy and then materialism and position and all that. But touch the, 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 um, the worst form of pride is just 
straight out disobedience to God, right. isn't it? It's, it's looking God in the eye and saying, I don't care what your word says. I don't care what your instructions. I don't really care how much you love me. I don't care that you sent your son to die for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. I'm going to do it when I want to do it. I'm going to be happy. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, and, and I know what that, that pride is like, uh, Ron. That was, that was the pride that I was living in, that I, um, you know, I didn't want to be obedient. To, I, I, I didn't want God. I didn't want God. I'm, I'm, I'm okay on my own. You know, I'm doing this uh, just fine. And, you know, you know, we talk about pride. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, obviously I was born in Istanbul, Turkey. I'm Turkish. My, you know, uh, I, we, we are very pro- we're a very prideful culture. Uh, and, uh, you know, my dad was a very proud man. And, and, and I grew up with that, you know, with that fierce pride. And I can do this. And I, and I pick myself up on my own uh, bootstraps. And I always, I always kind of joke, I come to this country with nothing to play American football, you know. Uh, and and there, is a, there is a huge huge uh, source of pride in that and 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 if you grow in if you grow up in that kind of that prideful culture in that uh, that environment you know my, you know I, I saw my dad and his father um, get into an argument and their pride uh, did not allow them to ever reconcile so my dad left Turkey part of his anger his, he was angry at my father my grandfather my grandfather was angry at him he left and my father never talked to him again and his father died and and that was the first time that uh, I, I I ever saw my dad weep I, I had to have been about 11 years old and uh, he had just gotten the news that his father died and I heard him on the phone talking to his mother and he was just weeping and weeping and and, and you know my dad and, and you have ministered to my father and uh, my father um, till the Lord took him home uh, he uh, he wept over that estrangement from his dad he what he dreamt about it in that it never left him it it it, it 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 really just never left him and it almost that pride that he had and the really the pride that I had uh, as well almost did not allow us to come to Christ because it it says that what I believe my whole life is wrong if I believe this then and I don't want to believe that because I want to believe that I'm right because I thought rightly and uh, my life of origin was right and it is until we, you know, really we come broken before Christ. And for a man that is really, really proud, uh, being broken before Christ is one of the hardest mm-hmm. things to deal with. So pride uh, can cause us to lose fellowship with God. It can cause us to lose fellowship uh, with other people. And, you know, I was thinking we, we want uh, to challenge our kids to do well. We want them to have a, the right sense of right. pride uh, in themselves. Right. But we never want them to get away from the truth that we are always dependent on God. We are never independent of Him. And whatever we have, He gave to us. Whatever whatever gift we're using that may get the applause, He gave to us. And we've got to go back and say, God, it's all from you. It's all for you. It's all to you. Even as I struggle right, with, right. This, uh, with this sin of pride. Yeah, but what did Paul say? Why do you boast? What do you have that wasn't given to you? Right. Amen. Yeah, you know, even, you know, during, uh, you know, when I really came to grips with that, I was talking to a guy uh, about dealing with my pride as a player. And, uh, you know, I I came to this realization that I played in the National Football League, and that is a gift. Mm -hmm. That is a gift from God. He gave me the size and the strength and the speed 
and the ability. And even when I want to say, but boy, I sure worked hard. Um, God gave me the desire to work hard. Yeah. And when I said, well, when I was always in great shape, so I never got, so I very rarely got hurt. Well, the Lord protected me. Uh, it is all grace. It, it is all of God. It, you know, there, it is nothing of me. And whether it's playing football or whether it's a job I have or, or ministry, it is all a gift of God. It is all grace. It is not, it is nothing that I deserve. It is something that God has given me. Well, you're listening to The Journey, and we appreciate you joining us today. We've talked uh, today about some uh, real issues for real men. Today we've talked about pride. Next time, we're going to talk about anger. And we uh, ask you to come back and join us again on The Journey. Thank you.